Welcome back to Lost Byways. This would be uh, episode four. Uh, it's been a while since our last episode. I like to joke and say that we got lost, but uh, in reality, we, we took some time. We're working on our format. We're lining up some great guests for some upcoming episodes. Uh, you know, the goal here is to sit down with interesting folks that, that spend time on the road, whether they be musicians or, or just vagabonds in general. And if you have someone that you'd like to hear road stories from, you know, don't hesitate. Send us a tweet at Lost Byways. Drop us a line. It's hello at lostbyways.com. We pick back up this week with some audio recorded in Austin. Ira Hicks uh, recently headed down for some general chaos. And while he was there, we had him catch up with singer-songwriter and all-around great cat Chris King. Chris chats about his upcoming album, Animal, which should be out soon from what I hear. Uh, maybe even by the time this is aired. And then dives into the state of the music scene, making a living as a musician, and you know, resisting his urges to rant on Twitter, which I discourage Chris. Uh, without further ado, let's hit the road. Here's Ira Hicks with Chris King. What What's going on in, in the world of Chris King? Um, right now, I'm waiting. Actually, this week, uh, the producer for my record. Uh, his name's John John Ross Silva. Um, he's also mixing it, and he engineered it, and he's mixing it. So he's mixing a new record. Um, hopefully get it done and listen to some mixes this week, and then I'm going to work on um, trying to get it mastered and get it into uh, some small labels' hands. So, so are you going on tour? Are you plan on doing a tour, or are you just around here for now? I'm really, I've booked some shows like in October, um, but not like a tour tour. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things I'm going to wait and see kind of what happens with the record. And then um, I'm going to see if I can get someone to pay for putting it out. <laughs> and then, then I'm going to see, you know, about that. But um, I'm trying, you know, my focus is getting it done, getting it ready, getting it to people, you know, and getting it to, you know, industry people. And deciding what I'm going to do with it, then you know. Yeah. Once I know if if it's if somebody maybe picks it up by the grace of God, then then I'll make a plan. Then if if I if that doesn't happen and I happen to put it out myself, then you know I'll make a plan for that. You know, so. So you you just played the Green River. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Fest. Green Fest. Um, so you look at listen to me. An, um, that's the thing down in New Braunfels that some friends of mine put on. Um, one of them just called me, actually. Um, they're these guys let's let's hear that name drop. Yeah, Ryan Hargrave is one of them. <laughs> uh, uh, John Paul uh, Long is the other one, and Brad Baylor is another guy. They all, um, I guess, collectively own this website called Galley Winter. Um, it's a um, kind of like a hangout, more of more than not in more than the music, but there was this whole community of people who were when they started this website, like going around seeing all this Texas music and like really there, I mean, and it's still very much a, I, I kind of was in on the tail end of that. Like I kind of missed it being really like a forum and I was into it more just reading articles and like, but there's this whole like family of people who are very invested in, you know, what these guys do and, and they, they've done a, I don't know, that's like, 16 years I guess they've done it or 15 or 14 or something I don't know something ridiculous but um had it at different venues um around New Braunfels I mean, maybe they had it once or twice here in town I can't remember um but they're guys that have a very honest um 
love for music and they want to they want to do you know do the artists right you know and try to try to do the fans right and like it's it's a cool it's a cool thing they have like on saturday they do um full bands like four or five full band show and then on sunday they do a bunch of song swaps like three three artists a piece so yeah so i want to ask you about that too so at least in 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 my world right there's the dying art of the song swap. Right. Yeah. And and I don't know how it is down here. I don't live here. But it's everywhere. That's what we do down here. Yeah, here, though, it tends to be a little more like... It tends to be like three people on a stage, and they're taking turns, or they're, you know, singing yeah. together or whatever. And it's, I think it's a very more... From a viewer standpoint, to me, watching someone playing by themselves, and then they're like, hey, I'm going to take a break here. You know, here's somebody else. And then... Doing that, I think, is very much more interesting than watching three people on a stage because inevitably there's going to be probably one of them who's one of them who in any individual in the room is less interested in than the other two, or you know whatever. Yeah. Like maybe you were only there to see one of them, you know. Right. And so sometimes like the attention spans wane a little bit. So but I think when you present it as more of like a this is a I don't know. And it's, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more. There's not so much to look at. Yeah. Uh, you know. I was gonna say to use a word I hate. It's, just, it's a little bit more organic. Like it sounds to me like the song swap can be a little bit more too structured. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and for people, there's there's plenty of people who like they do that a lot with a lot of the same people, and so it's they sing on everything, they harmonize and do it like that's different. But you know, me and a lot of people I play with, they don't they don't play with the same people all the time, you know, and so they don't. It's very much like okay, you play your song, and I'm gonna play my song, and then that person's gonna play their song. And but it's interesting. There's a lot of it around here for sure. Um, probably more like in New Braunfels um, area than than here in Austin. Um, but yeah, it's something that's. You you see things going uh, good. The the outlook is good for our scene. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I do. I think so. Um, and that, and that includes that includes includes country music as a whole, right? Right, right. Yeah. everything. I think I think um, more and more people are paying attention, I guess, to what may be considered as poor quality music. I won't say bad because well, if you so if you take me and I'm I'm old I'm old balls. Um, so I, I you know I my, I grew up in the nineties. In the '90s was good for alternative music, rock and rock music, right. and and I think that it's terrible now, um, right. you know. Uh, so I think the opposite of that is true now. In the 2000s, country music was probably ter- pretty terrible, but now country music, including Americana, is on its way up. Right. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a plenty of argument for things, all things being cyclical like that. Um, you know, and and I, I say I say that, and then we you reach back to you know the late '90s, and you got Uncle Tupelo and Wilco, and then all you know those yeah, and those yeah, those yeah. bands didn't suck. Yeah, and yeah. didn't and didn't really have a place to go right away. You know, right. they those are the kind of people that kind of you know changed a lot of it. Yeah, I mean it's it's like Whis- Whiskey Town, Sunvolt, those, those people that are kind of the birth of you know the, of the popularity of Americana music. They all came out of. The mid two thousands, two thousands. Uncle Tupelo's Anodyne record is was cut at the same studio where I do all my stuff. Uh, so, so, so Chris King sounds just like Uncle Tupelo. Right. Not quite. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's it's on the way up. You know, not not for because I'm a natural pessimist. Like I'm. Right. Yeah. Well, 
I tend to be too. Um, I'm trying to be optimistic about things. Trying to be the shepherd. Yeah, I think I think I think you know I think it's better than it was two years ago. I don't know. That's my opinion. So I can go that. Yeah. Yeah, and so I I think there's nothing to be worried or alarmed about. I think. Everything. Everything's gonna be okay. Right. (laughs) And I'm. I'll be the first person to say you know I'm full of shit and I'll. I'll get on Twitter and I'll go on some kind of rant about some horrible thing I heard on the radio, but you know, at the end of the day, who cares? I don't give a shit, you know. Well, th- no, at the end of the day, that's what this whole thing's about. Like, I, like, I have no reason to talk about music. I'm just a fan of music, yeah. um, but there are certain things that annoy me. Yeah. And I'll hear something on Twitter or I'll hear yeah. something on the radio and it annoys me, and I'm like, and people should know my anger. Right. You right. Know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, everyone has a voice now, yeah. and that's maybe good and maybe bad, but oh, you know, and, and, and I, th- I think it's good. I mean, any any time you can have a discourse of things. Yeah. I, listen, I I I saw your uh, like a twenty five Twitter conversation with some da- dude, and you gave him a list of ten people that he should listen to. Mm. If he mm. only likes five of them, he's right. better off. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. And 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 that's 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 the good that's the good thing about social media. The downside of social media is also you get people that are just out there to be like, well, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, done my share of that too, though. Yeah, but those guys probably deserve it. No. <laughs> no one. No one deserves it. No one deserves my unfounded anger. So uh, I know, I know you you've taken a Twitter break from uh, from talking about bad music. Yeah. But, but but uh, but you BJ Barnes the same way, like, because he got into this tw- this. Facebook thing where uh, people were he said something about Florida Georgia Line and how yeah. they suck um, and you know, I've seen you go back and forth with you know just random randoms about how their music isn't isn't good yeah. I'm, I'm, I think that's valid I think that's valid to point out bullshit well, though yeah not on the huge grand scale of Florida Georgia Line but but I mean I think there's plenty of music that's not good and nobody you know, it's not it's not necessarily my job to say anything. It's not BJ's job, I don't know, that, to say anything. But, but it's, it's also it not, be, not but it should be someone's someone's job, whether it's <laughs> critics or whether it's, you know but whatever. I mean they sell way more records than me. So well, yeah, so so I was, I was talking to a, a friend of mine in Oklahoma City, um, Derek Paul, and he says, you know, we've talked about this a lot. It's like that there's there's something to be said about selling out that you want to say like because listen rent has to be paid you I, know and it's I, not, not a disrespect to them it's just yeah, yeah. there's a um, article I read where Jeff Tweedy's talking about um, that because apparently they caught a lot of flack because Volvo wanted to use a bunch of or Volkswagen wanted to use a bunch of Wilco songs in in some of their ads several of them and um, Jeff Tweedy like a bunch of people started calling him a sellout because of that kind of stuff and. Um, he said something along the lines of like selling out only exists. The idea of selling out only exists to people who haven't had the opportunity to do it. Yeah. He's and he talked about his father, like growing up, his father working like hard, being a hard worker to put food on their plate. And so, if he, you know, he said something along the lines of his father ever found out that he turned down you know, $20,000 for some bullshit, like, artistic reason, his dad would punch him in the mouth. And I kind of, I get that, I mean, that's, that's you know, there's there's two different sides of that, but I think the greater, the greater conversation about that than, than, um, that who's saying, bad, than saying, yeah, who's bad is, is why do we let bad things 
persist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why do why do bad things remain popular? Right. Yeah. Right. And it, and it's I think it's weird. It's it's not. I don't think it's like a, you know, um, I've, maybe I've gotten old in the last two years, but um, I I'm not mad at it anymore. I'm almost like curious. Like I'm I'm curious how like how you know things that I find terrible. Some people absolutely that's their favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so you know, Jason Isbell has number one uh, country album in, in her, you know, in the number one country album in right. the country. Um, so that that says that the tide could be turning because that ties in, I think, to what she said about like Apple Music. I mean, he's not on the radio, right? So he's selling he's selling records somehow, right? Um, right. And and you know, Jason Jason Isbell uh, station on Pandora or Spotify or Apple. If you put it on, like it's good, yeah, you know, um, yeah. it's good. So, like, how does it, how does that tie in? Because so, you're not you're not out there. I mean, you don't tour a whole lot right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, how does that? And you're not going to make a lot of money off that, but that's your primary right. way of getting your music out, right? Right. Well, um, when I put out my the last record I put out, it um, I was making, you know, it's not much, but I would make probably one hundred fifty dollars to two hundred dollars every month or so from just see like iTunes sales right. some of that Spotify and some of it's just anything online right other things but the majority 99% of that money I was making was from sales on iTunes and I mean you think about it I mean that's not that's not enough for me to survive as an artist on my iTunes sales you know that's why I'd have a day job but um it's nothing to scoff at. I mean, a hundred to two hundred bucks is two hundred. Listen, if you if yeah, if you gave me a hundred bucks right now, yeah. we'd be mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, but that that's going to disappear. And I think um, where all of that I think is moving, and you know, um, I think all that's going to move not so much about like streaming being a bad thing because I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's wonderful. And anyone who says that they think it's terrible has got to be crazy because well, they they already have a lot of money. Right, right, or they, yeah, or it doesn't affect them. And I think there's a lot of bands, you know, that tour a whole lot, like somebody like, I don't know, like American Aquarium or like Mike and the Moon Pies, like they're, most of their making their money on the road, I would imagine. Uh, From actually selling physical CDs, right? Playing shows and selling physical CDs and other kinds of merch. But I think, you know, where all of that's going to change is once the, pay becomes more fair um, right. from the Apple Music or the Spotify's where they where finally the labels the bigger labels are going to stand up and I think for because they want to make more money so they, they're just going to say well you know our these percentages are kind of skewed so we'd like to make more money off of you know Pharrell having a million spins of some song and making $8,500 you know or something right. whatever that Whatever that, moment. whatever whatever the math they, they figure yeah, out is, yeah. is going to be more profitable for uh, probably right. yeah, um, and that's see, because the record companies the big four record companies control the if they all said fuck you guys we're pulling our stuff until you pay us better then they would pay them because they have all the music I mean they Spotify wouldn't exist without those four record right. labels I mean, yeah. And and even even with a, with something like title where Jay Z is trying to put right. it, like put it back and quote unquote put it back in the hands of the artist. I mean he's still trying to make money off of it. Right. Um, yeah. I, the guy Silva, he's the producer for my record, made an interesting comment about that and why that why that kind of fails because there was all these rich people 
like doing their own thing, basically just kind of like, like saying, yeah, we deserve to get paid. And you know, it's not, it's all these people that are already rich. And yeah. so everybody's kind of like, well, fuck you, you're already rich. <laughs> and why would I give more of my yeah, money to yeah, you? Yeah. Why would yeah. I spend more money to subscribe to a service that's just exclusively for rich <laughs> artists already? For people that are already successful. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. Um, and I think part of it will maybe hinge on uh, like Apple Music and stuff getting more involved with some indie artists, even though that's not necessarily where their where their money lies. I think well, that's not, a lot of opportunity for that. That's not where their money lies, but right right now. But um, like like you said, like the the allusion to like that's how indie artists are going to get like yourself. That's how you're going to get your music out there to mm-hmm. people that you know haven't heard it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was another idea. He was. Um, He's very kind of for, forward thinking about music. Um, we were talking about this is Silva again. We were talking about that, and he was saying, "I wonder if, like these streaming services and these people who create playlists, if that route is going to become like the new radio promoter. Like you know, you've got all these radio promoters that you hire to try to get your songs on the radio. And he's he's wondering if there's already maybe there already is. Someone could tell me there is, but you know, you hire basically a person." to help get your songs in playlists right. and on these streaming services and stuff. And I think that's probably true, if not already happening. Right. You know, so. So, so, it's, so it's kind of the second coming of the same old thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, but I, I like it. I think music on demand is great. I think it's all positive, and it, I think it's moving very slowly in a Enterprise. better direction for streaming. I, I think anything you read basically says it all happened too fast for anyone to figure out what the fuck was going on and so a lot of things fell by the wayside and i think over time that that corrects itself but like what's blowing your skirt up right now um oh man actually oddly enough i'm i'm kind of a fan of the apple music the streaming service that they set up even though it's gonna kill me making any money selling records but um it's interesting because it's very good at suggesting things I would like. And so now I found myself going back. Almost creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like, wow, these are very specific about things I would really like. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of um, the Americana playlists are awesome. Other than that, I did um, get a, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it, but I got to listen to Mike's, Mike and the Moon Pies, new record. I think it's coming out in October. Uh, I, I think I think people were aware that musicians have friends and they little yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I asked him if I could listen to it so he obliged me and it's fucking awesome that's yeah. that's um, and other than that there's oh the, the I'm still listening to that new Dawes record that's uh, we saw him play here at Stubbs uh, this last time they were here and it was it was I don't think it sold out but it was full and that's yeah. a big place pretty big place. Yeah. And, and that, that new album is, I mean... Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And I, I was, I've talked to a couple of people that I was kind of back... I've always been back and forth about it because I don't know that that a lot of the songs on their earlier records, they just kind of they go along. They're good songs and all that, but they don't really have a lot of big moments or anything that happens in them. And this record, um, after I listened to it several times, man, it has a lot of really cool little moments in it. You can find more from Chris King online at ChristopherCK.com, Facebook, Chris King, Texas, Twitter, where I'd suggest finding him at Artificial Chris, or right here, right now. This is Native Son from Chris's previous release, 1983, which you can download on iTunes.
I want to thank Chris King for taking the time to sit down and uh, talk to us for a little while. And I definitely want to thank everyone who's subscribed, tuned in, spread the word, tweeted, emailed. Uh, we appreciate the feedback. Keep it coming. We've got a whole lot more coming for you. Uh, there's a few interviews lined up that I'm really excited about, and we hope you are too. So we'll see you in episode five. Until then, get lost. Get lost.